It is happier. It is on Five Breakfast. It is Bastille, and you're on the best morning music on your radio. So, study finds this morning was about dreams, and I started thinking because of all of this really, really super interesting information about what are the most commonly Googled about dreams that people have in the world. I was I started to read a little bit about psychoanalysis, which is something which is still quite a new kind of research area of psychology, which essentially says, guys, we're not interpreting dreams here. We're not trying to make predictions about your future. We're not trying to tell you deep and wonderful and wild things about all different kinds of your uh, like parts of your life or your fate but there's all of this research to suggest that maybe we have unconscious minds and those unconscious minds tell us things about how we're doing or we can tell some things about how we're doing from our dreams i unfortunately i now realize it was a mistake i did mention <laughs> i did mention that i've had a recurring dream about being on horseback in a wartime scenario and running away from that war and a lot of amateur dream analysts on the whatsapp line in the last 10 minutes have been saying the same thing dan i'm not a psycho analyst or whatever but I can tell you the horse dream is definitely related to you not being able to drive. Rude. <laughs> That's quite obvious, I think. Is it quite obvious? Well, it's so obvious that somebody else also said that. In fact, many people have. Dang, Dan. That horse um, dream is obviously about you not having a license. <laughs> That's, what, That's what I think. You know when you can hear in the laugh that somebody's having a good time at your expense? That was exactly, and then Chloe also did it. That was exactly one of those scenarios. So let's talk a little bit about psychoanalysis. I'm delighted to welcome onto the radio Dr. Adrian Perkle, who is a clinical psychologist who has lectured at uh, the University of the Western Cape and published a bunch of papers and been a member of various psychoanalytic organizations for a long time. Dr. Perkle, Adrian, uh, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. All good. Uh, how are you, Dan? Good, thank you. So the first thing I just want to clear up, Adrian, is I assume that dreams aren't as straightforward as Dan doesn't know how to drive. That's why he's dreaming about horse riding. <laughs> yeah, dreams have intrigued people through the eons of history. A uh, very fascinating part of the mind, actually, um, because it relates, as you were suggesting earlier, to the unconscious part of the mind. Okay. Um, if you think about what we're conscious of, it's like the surface of the skin of the body. There's all the stuff going on under the surface of the skin that we often are completely unaware of, but yet it's all happening in our organs and our cells. And the unconscious is a bit like that in the mind. Um, we're conscious of just a little bit of what's going on in our lives. But all the memories and experiences and uh, associations we've had through our life get stored in this big reservoir um, under the surface of the skin, as it were, in the mind. And that's what makes up the unconscious. Okay. So dreams and in then, a way. Yeah, and then and then why? When was the first time that people started thinking that maybe a bit of a, a way to tell about your unconscious mind is to look at people's dreams? So people have tried to analyze dreams through the ages, including in biblical times. But the first scientific uh, account we have uh, of making sense of dreams and its relation to the mind and the brain was the neurologist, the famous neurologist Sigmund Freud, in 1900. He published um, what he regarded as one of his greatest works, um, which is a thick volume, and it uh, explores the scientific nature and understanding of what dreams uh -huh. mean in the uh -huh. human mind. Um, and that was the first really profound and deep scientific account from a neurologist about the meaning of dreams. 
In the wow. Year. Okay. And you've done a lot of work in this, and you are still doing a lot of work in this, Dr. Perkle. What can we generally tell from a psychoanalytical perspective about people based on the dreams that they have? So, uh, yeah, great question. There, there are two ways of thinking about dreams. Um, on the one hand, um, there are symbols that are universal to people, what we might call archetypal symbols. Okay. And those symbols, if you think about a Madonna and child, you know, a baby at the breast, or uh, symbols that we regard as phallic symbols, um, these are universal things that come up in people's dreams. But the real meaning of a dream is contained in the person's individual associations to that dream. Okay. So in other words, um, your dreaming, uh, I heard in the introduction, dreaming of riding a horse and me dreaming of riding a horse could mean very different things depending sure. on our own life experience and our thoughts about those symbols. Um, technically, dreams have all sorts of clever ways of disguising uh, the, the real meaning of a dream. And I'll explain why if you're interested that uh, it's never straightforward. Dreams require interpretation. That uh, is and that's so interesting. They, yeah. Mm. And, and I mean, and I that's guess why what, they're so mysterious because they yeah. require making sense. You have to make meaning and interpretation. And that's what makes them so intriguing and mysterious. And I guess that that means that people really should be cautious before. It, it, it's, it, it sounds almost like, like if you Google what your dream could be about, it's almost like you're WebMDing some serious physical symptoms. It's like, ah, you know, it can only go so far to really help you with that. Like, I mean, we were speaking earlier about the fact that the most commonly Googled about dreams in the world are about snakes. And there yeah. are some theories, it seems, online about what snakes could generally mean. But they could also mean different things for specific people. Am I understanding you right? That's 100% correct. So a snake is an excellent example of one of those archetypal symbols, and it's embedded in our mental DNA. You know, everybody universally uh, across the planet through time has been afraid of snakes because they represent threat and danger from underneath. Um, and some people might, you know, make uh, interpretations about the symbolic nature of a snake. It's a phallic symbol. It's uh, uh, It can be seen in different ways, but it's a good example of an archetypal symbol of something that is represents danger and threat that one can't see and that comes oh. from underneath. Uh, it's a great symbol of, of the unconscious, but you dreaming of a snake and me dreaming of a snake could mean different things, of course, and uh, we would need to then think about the context of your mind, your life, your history, yeah. uh, to really understand the specific and detailed meaning of that. Wow. With Dan, Matty, Holly and Marley. Dr. Perkle, you were about to tell us about how dreams aren't so straightforward to interpret. If you dream about a snake, you might not see a snake. More than that, if you dream about a snake, it not, might not necessarily mean that somebody's about to stab you in the back or something unexpectedly terrible is about to happen from the long grass. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, hi Dan. Sorry about the line dropped. Um, so if you think about the function of dreams, dreams are like the guardian of sleep. They, they help us to relinquish our um, our defenses, our waking mind in order to be able to go to sleep. And um, that's a very restorative thing. But in order to sleep, we have to be able to, uh, in a way, relinquish our normal defenses. So dreaming, uh, in a way, allows us to then process all sorts of things from our wishes, our fantasies, our feelings, all the stuff that comes up in a day that we can't always deal with in our conscious life. Dreaming allows us to do that, to process all of that, um, by disguising the content of dreams. It, you know, it puts symbols together. It, uh, it displaces things uh, in our minds onto other symbols, you know, um, 
And so in all these various ways, it allows us to process the things that we think about or fantasize about or wish for or feel. Um, and it allows us to view that safely without then uh, in interfering with sleep. So, so sleep is like, uh, dreams are like the guardian of sleep. It helps okay. preserve sleep. That's incredibly interesting. And it, of course, makes me wonder, what, what does it kind of mean when people either don't dream or I guess a similar way of saying it is they might be dreaming, but they don't remember when they wake up? Yeah, there, there are a whole lot of reasons for that. Sometimes, um, you know, there's other things like alcohol or drugs or sleeping tablets or can interfere with the recollection of dreams. But one of the main reasons for that is that it's actually very difficult to access, to get inside. If we really get inside what's in our unconscious, it can be very disturbing. And so, um, in a way, we try and block out, the word used, repress. Um, we try to block out the stuff we can't really deal with in our waking yes. life. Sometimes it's too frightening, it's too scary, it's too evocative. And so, we, in a way, block it out or disguise it in a dream that we might remember. Sure. And that is super interesting, Dr. Perkle, because I mean, I was just looking at this research of like, what are the most commonly Googled about dreams? And obviously Googled about dreams aren't the nice ones. They aren't like, yeah. oh, I'm getting married. You know, you look up something when you're worried about it, but a lot of it is very stressful. Holly was talking about constantly running away from something in her dreams. Uh, Molly was talking about her teeth falling out uh, in mm. hers. And these are all very, very stressful uh, things. Does that usually suggest that in our unconscious, when we're sleeping, we're processing the more stressful and kind of like like uh, anxiety-inducing parts of being a human. That's exactly right on the one side, yes. So in other words, dreams help us process all the things that we can't do in our daily life. So, you know, whether it's sexual fantasies, aggressive fantasies, um, in a dream, we find ourselves running away from. What are we running away from? It's often things that we can't quite process in our daily life. So we have feelings of hostility and aggression and anger and frustration with people we love. Huh. Um, we have sexual desires and fantasies that we can't manifest in our lives um, sure. or sometimes can't even acknowledge. We have traumas of childhood um, that uh, want to come back and be understood, want to be processed. Okay. Um, and, we, and it's sometimes just too overwhelming to do that. So we wow. um, repress that, we keep it in the unconscious, which allows us then to function as best we can. Wow. Um, and then it, it, it sort of comes out in dreams. By the way, you, you, you mentioned something quite interesting about prophetic dreams, dreams that tell the future. Um, and interestingly, although, of course, dreams can't tell the future in, in that biblical sense, um, dreams can tell your future in the sense that sometimes a dream will inform you of what's likely to happen if you carry on on the track that you're on in your life. Oh, wow. And, it, and, and, it, and let me give you a little example of that from the literature. Um, uh, someone who dreamt of a train that was going faster and faster and faster and then derailed. Yes. Now, not to oversimplify it, of course, more complex, but uh, what that turned out to be was, was a warning to that person that if they kept on doing what they were doing in their lives, going faster and faster and not taking stock, their lives would derail. And wow. in some ways, uh, that is what played out in that case from the literature. Um, so, so in... In that sense, a dream does, in a way, have a prophetic quality. It can tell a bit the future about where you as an individual might be heading okay. um, if, you under if you understand the message of the dream. 
So similarly, Dirk on the WhatsApp line saying, I keep having dreams about like uh, ending up being naked in public. Not necessarily, Dirk, exactly that. But these kind of stresses about potentially having a big kind of humiliation or, or embarrassment in future that you're concerned about could be more plausible. Yeah, so in that example, you might want to understand what the fear of exposure is in, in, in okay. this person. Um, and what's the fear of what's going to kind of uh, suddenly show itself, uh, the flaws, the warts, the failings, um, you know, the inadequacies that this person feels. Sure. They may not, sure. they may all be in the person's mind. In other words, the person may be adequate. But remember that we all carry injuries and hurts and, and feelings and traumas from childhood, wow. which are stored in that unconscious reservoir. So those never go away. They're stored there. And, That's um, so interesting. Wow. And, and then the weird thing is they come back in our adult life. So in, in the strangest ways, we suddenly can feel all inadequate. We're going to be exposed when we do this or that. In our professional lives, we're going to suddenly be feel naked um, and the dream reminds us that there's something unresolved about feelings of inadequacy uh-huh. and um, you know that might have come from childhood trauma a nasty teacher uh, parents sure. who were too critical it could be from all wow. sorts of things but that person carries some sort of memory emotional memory that uh, comes up in their dream that says they feel very vulnerable to being exposed so one would want That's to understand so yeah, and then one would want to make sense of that in terms of that individual's life as to, okay, you know, why do they have a fear of exposure? Where does that feeling of inadequacy come from? Yeah. Dr. Pickle, that is so interesting. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And now I understand that better. I feel like everybody's sitting here with different kinds of dreams that they are thinking about now. These kinds of dreams that hammer us all the time should go and find out, like, like at least from, like, you know, a, an authoritative professional, uh, exactly what they need to do as psychoanalysts. Thank you so much. Dr. Adrian Perko is a clinical psychologist who's come on the show to explain exactly that. Five. Five breakfast, weekdays at 6 to 9 a.m.